Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Cozy Co-Creation Podcast. I am so excited to be back with you for another episode. This conversation is going to be really beautiful and I hope that whoever is listening just takes the time to sink in and think about what this means for you and how this applies to your life and to your creative projects and to your business, to your calling and to anything that that comes up for you and anything that feels pertinent as we're talking. As always, I am so grateful to you for being here. I love this podcast probably more than anything I'm doing (laughs) in my business right now and it is just always so wonderful to have your support so thank you so much for being here. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you are more than welcome to do that. I just turned that on recently, so you should be able to see um, how to do that if you're listening on Spotify. And in any event, I am so grateful that you're here. So today, I am going to invite you into a dream room. So as you all know, I have an offer called The Dream Room, and it is a two-day virtual retreat. It is just a beautiful, juicy, delicious space to unwind and to really sink into possibility. And so I did not necessarily create the concept of a dream room. There are dream rooms that are used in certain spiritual practices. There are dream rooms that are used in architecture, design, tech, All kinds of fields use this concept of a dream room, and what a dream room is essentially is a designated container, whether it be a physical room or whether it be a Zoom room or whether it even just be you with your journal, whatever it is, a designated container for engaging with possibility, for unwinding, and really for sorting through and getting clear on where we want a certain project to go, working with the assumption that there are no limitations and that there are no rules. So it's really a space for dreaming big, for allowing new visions to come through, and for dissolving any of those resistances or barriers or preconceived self-imposed limitations that we might have on our dreams and so no matter what if you are a creative person if you have a business if your self-expression is a really big part of your life I really would encourage you to start regularly practicing and using this dream room concept throughout your entrepreneurial journey I think one of the most beautiful things that I have done is really set aside time, whether it be quarterly or just as needed, to mark new chapters of my life and of my business. So sometimes it'll feel like I'm in a completely new chapter of my business just because I've had a really big mindset shift or just because I've hit a certain financial goal or because I've really come to the conclusion that I want to start offering X instead of Y, or I've just gotten, like, like I would say the decision to move out of Instagram was a big 
you know, new chapter that unfolded. And you can decide at any point in time that you're in a new chapter of your business. And when you decide that you're in a new chapter, it is really important to take the space to set aside a designated moment and opportunity to really just vision and dream about what you want this next chapter to look like. One of the things that I see too often and that's really unfortunate is that people want to experience these big changes they want to experience breakthroughs but they don't create any time they don't slow down and let themselves really break through they don't sit down and let themselves dissolve what is in the way and what has been keeping them stuck and really dream and project about what is new and what is possible so if you're listening to this and you are initiating a new chapter or if it feels right to initiate a new chapter and you would like to i would really underline the importance of taking time and more time than you think you need like there's a reason that my dream room retreat experience is two days right it's two days on zoom which you know pre-covid would have sounded ridiculous but given covid it's like everyone spends so much time on zoom (laughs) so i was like okay let's do this on zoom and let's let everyone be in the comfort of their own home including me and let's make it two whole days let's really spread it out because as i was mapping out what i wanted to include in this program i saw that it could probably be done in one day but there's no reason to push it through one day and i would even say that sleeping and integrating and processing and then coming back the next day to continue the dreaming process is actually a really valuable thing to do in my experience. Whenever I want to do a big ritual or a big initiation or just like step into a new version of myself or a new chapter of my life, it will often take place over several days. I am generally about the slow burn. I love letting things unfold. I like to think of like a beautiful, rich, soup that's like cooking in a slow cooker or a nice crackly slow burn candle and I like to always bring that slow burn vibe to everything that I do as much as possible and when I notice myself getting impatient I like to remember the crackly juicy slow burn so (laughs) now we're on a little bit of a tangent about slow burns but if you have listened to this podcast for a while you know that I love a good tangent And the purpose of this is to really talk to you about dreaming, possibilities, and creating those containers of space for yourself. And so I've written out actually the question words like who, what, when, where, why, because I want you to really sit and think about like, am I the right person for a dream room or for the dream room with Samara? (laughs) How do I know that I'm the right person? What do I do inside my dream room? So if you're going to do this for yourself, what would you do inside of a dream room? And then I'll talk obviously about what we do together in the dream room. When is it the time to do this? Where would you do this? And then why would you do this? So we're going to really just go down the line, who, what, when, where, why. And as I'm talking, just listen for any resonance and see if any of this feels like it's striking a chord with you so who would benefit from 
a dream room and then we'll do so this is what we'll do i've just decided we'll talk a little bit about the practice of dream rooms in general and then i'll narrow it into my specific work because obviously there's like the universe of people who could benefit from this process in general and then there's the smaller group of people who are going to be the right fit for doing this with me and so who could benefit from a dream room process anyone who is really dedicated to living a life that exceeds expectations that exceeds limitations one of the things that i like to say is like i never do the same year twice and anyone who's really interested in seeing their life dramatically change over and over and over again anyone who really likes to express themselves through transformation and who sees themselves as a very transformational person and when i say transformational person i should really say like someone who's oriented towards transformation someone who leans into change who leans into growth this could also be someone with a growth mindset in that carol dweck sense but someone who really sees themselves as a work in progress all the time and who is committed to both honoring their progress, acknowledging how far they've come, celebrating it, sitting in it, marinating in it, and also recognizing that there's always growth available and someone who really takes that duality to heart. So if you're the kind of person who likes to really grow and progress and change and you're more of a growth-minded person, you see yourself as a work in progress, this practice and implementing this either, you know, like I said, regularly into your quarterly cycle or as needed, like if it just feels right to do, maybe once every six months, maybe once a year, whenever it feels good for you, I would encourage you to slow down and take some time to reflect, to daydream, to play in possibility and to really just like reorient your life and you can do this on your whole life you can do this on an area of your life you can do this on you know a combination of things it can be as small or as large scale as you want it to be I really like bounding it in a container of my business because my business is obviously such a measurable thing and I can clearly see like not just the measure of the money which is like incredibly important and we're always measuring that but also like how is my sense of satisfaction with my business does this feel sustainable is this something that i am really proud to be creating and putting out into the world and like it's so easy for me to check in with myself on that um front within my business but you can really do it with any aspect of your life So in terms of who would be right for my container, the dream room with Samara, (laughs) I don't know why I'm like with Samara, it's obviously that it's with me, but whoever would be right for that, I would say you definitely have a business, (laughs) you are an entrepreneur, and you would also describe yourself as creative, as spiritual, and as someone who is really looking to push the envelope on what it is that you leave behind so someone who really cares about your legacy and who cares about creating a world that really reflects your values and when I say that I don't necessarily mean like imposing your values upon other people but really like surrounding yourself with people 
who are going to share and deepen and help you become the best version of yourself. So this is a little bit about like the kind of people that I love to work with in general. I always love to work with people who have a bigger vision and app in mind, who really, really believe in their work and who know for a fact that their work is changing the world and is helping people and who love, love, love to know about the impact that they're making. Usually these are people who can't really do something if they don't think it's important. <laughs> which is like me too. I won't just go through the motions. If I don't think this is meaningful, I will quit. I will leave. And I let that be okay. Like I let it be okay. But the tendency is always that I want to maximize the amount of joy and fulfillment and satisfaction I'm receiving. I also want to maximize the level of impact that I believe I'm having. Like this is why for me, I like to go very deep with people I have a lot more offerings that are like longer term, really intimate, and lots and lots of resources, lots and lots of homework, lots and lots of content, because that's how I like to hold people and that helps me know that I'm making an impact. And for others, the impact could be measured in like, I like to reach tons and tons of people with smaller, low cost offers. Like it's there's no one way to make an impact but making an impact and knowing that like you are this is it making your highest contribution which I talked about a little bit in the leaving behind a career to follow a calling episode um knowing that you're making your highest contribution and having that be a little bit of a north star for you and even yeah like you have this business but you see it as a calling you see it as part of the reason why you're in Incarnated, why you're on the planet and you allow yourself to really express yourself and grow through your business and you see your business as this beautiful representation of you and of your values and, and of what you feel led to do and create. So I hope that all of that made sense. If you're resonating, then feel free to definitely let me know. But generally, if you can't tell, I am very laid back. I am more about being comfortable. I'm literally in my bed right now as I'm recording this. I'm more about doing things in a way that is comfortable and soothing and relaxing and still growing at the same time. I think one of the deepest things that I feel led to deconstruct for people is that if you are growing and expanding, you also must be like horrified and scared shitless and extremely uncomfortable. I like to grow in a way that that maintains my level of comfort and to expand my comfort zone, as I like to say. I like to really expand my comfort zone such that I can remain calm, centered, grounded, even as I'm expanding and changing. And I think that has been the biggest um, contributor to my success as a business owner is like letting myself expand and grow but still feel comfortable centered and grounded as I'm doing so and I would say that that is also probably important to you too if you are a good fit if you're gonna love spending two days with me because ultimately the the most important thing with any program that I create because I as I mentioned I like to do these more intimate things if you're gonna sign on with a coach and spend hours and hours with this person, is it someone who you would love to spend time with? Is it someone who you enjoy their company? So if you are listening to my podcast 
and you are finding yourself slowing down, getting relaxed, unwinding, if you're sinking in, if you're dropping in, if you're feeling comfortable and grounded, that is a sign that spending two days with me would be very refreshing, very restorative, and very rejuvenating for you. Honestly, I think how you feel when you listen to this podcast is a great indicator of how it would feel if I was your coach. And so, so often people will hire coaches and they don't think about this, but I think it is incredibly important, so, so important that you hire a coach that you want to spend lots and lots of time with, you know? So if spending two days with me just feels juicy, feels restorative, feels like it would be a breath of fresh air, I want everyone who walks out of this offering, who walks out of this dream room, to feel like they have just like been to the spa, like their business went to the spa. Like that's how I want it to feel. And if listening to me brings you that sense of rejuvenation, brings you that sense of calm, then go for it. You know, that is that is a sign that spending two days with me would be wonderful. So in terms of who, just to recap, who would be, you know, your growth-minded person, you see yourself as a work in progress and you're also very dedicated to growth to change and then also someone who initiating new chapters feels accessible to you a lot of people will want a new chapter but they believe that they they believe it needs to happen to them like people might feel that you know until i hit 500k in my business I'm at this I'm not at a new chapter I can't my new chapter needs to be driven by an external result or my new chapter is because suddenly a bunch of people unfollowed me or like I'm trying to just think of like things that people might um, experience externally that they believe has put them into a new chapter the dream room is really about initiating a new chapter from an empowered place and from a place of agency and choice knowing that you can create a new chapter any fucking day of the week you know when I was living in DC I used to um for some reason and it has nothing to do with DC but for some reason back in like 2019 I was really aware of this idea that every single moment is a fresh start like It could be a fresh start because it's Monday. It could be a fresh start because it's the morning. It can be a fresh start because it's, you know, one o'clock and we're coming back from lunch. It could be a fresh start because it's now Virgo season. Like a fresh start is always, always accessible. And I was always noticing in every moment that there was a fresh start available to me. And this is kind of the energy of the person who would benefit most from a dream room process is really knowing that a fresh start comes from within and you can choose it. You can wake up right now. You can stop listening to this episode and decide, right, that you are in a brand new chapter of your life, of your business, of your fitness journey, of your relationship, of whatever. You can just decide that it's a new chapter and then go through the dream room process to start showing up accordingly and so with that 
what is the dream room process? What do you actually do in this container? So I'll go over some of the general components of the dream room process because you're going to just, you know, if you're doing this on your own, you're going to want some guidance. And then, of course, if you're doing it with me, I'll talk you through exactly how that would look. I'll put my own spin on it, obviously, and then we'll talk through like exactly how that would unfold for you. So say you are doing your own dream room process. The important things are really to focus on the principle of solve et coagula. So I learned this principle from Carolyn Elliott. Carolyn Elliott did not create it. I just don't remember exactly who created it. It might be a hermetic thing. Um, Some of you listening might know. But basically, solve et coagula is basically a transformational principle that really just describes the idea of dissolving certain energies and then coagulating them into new energies. So that's kind of what you want to work with when you're looking at your dream room process. You want to spend some time dissolving the old chapter and then you want to spend some time coagulating that energy into the new chapter. In my Cozy and Quantum workshop, I taught this as... um, really like delegating out the energy that you have harnessed but really the goal is you have energy that's invested in your old chapter that's why your old chapter exists right you want to remove that energy divest that energy break down that energy and then you have all of this free energy with no job to do and you want to direct that energy into your new chapter into the direction that you're going into what you're creating and so for this you're going to need some clarity on the old and the new and what the distinctions are you're going to need some processes and practices that help you break up energy and that help you um really just like shadow work practices is what i would recommend breath work is great tapping is great um existential kink is wonderful there are so many shadow work practices those are the ones that i like to use yin yoga can be a really powerful shadow practice anything that helps you really break down the (laughs) i keep saying energy i don't know how else to say it like The way I think about it and the way that I explained it to one of my clients like a year ago was in chemistry, right? Or in physics, electrons are bonded to each other. Stay with me. I know this is like ridiculous. Stay with me. Stay with me. So (laughs) um, molecules are formed by bonds, right? We have double bonds. We have single bonds. We have triple bonds. When we release those bonds we have these free electrons and then those electrons are completely free to you know organize themselves in a new way and that's how you know matter shapeshifts and all these things I'm not a physicist but I don't know why this happened to come up for this one client and it, it seemed to be helpful so in any event anything any kind of practice that you have that gives you the sensation that you've broken a bond a cord cutting would work anything that you know to do to break an energetic tie to break an energetic bond um is what you want to do here even a grief ritual like 
sometimes I'll have funerals for my past self and that's really special. But like you need to do something that's going to break up that energy. And before you go into that practice, you need to be very clear on what the energy is that you are breaking down. What is the chapter that you're closing? So step one, I would say identify the chapter that you're closing. Step two, go through some kind of process to break down that energy. Step three, identify the new chapter that you're creating and step four is to reassemble the energy and to send it off in that direction of what you're creating so the way that this might look is you do some reflection you get clear on what chapter is ending you do some kind of practice to to let it go to release it to clear it to break it down you then get clear on where you're going next and then you do a different practice to really just like be with the energy of your new chapter and again I want to be very broad and open-ended here because this is like up to the eye of the beholder (laughs) but it could just be I'm like really like it could be anything and I hesitate to tell you what to do because I don't want to be too prescriptive but what is coming up intuitively for me is to do something that helps you assume the energy of the new chapter so whether it's celebrating the new chapter as if it's already happening because at that point it it effectively is whether it's making an announcement on social media whether it or you know like now that I don't subscribe to social media making an announcement wherever you want um maybe it's buying something that you think that new self would wear maybe it like anything that you would do if you were already in the new chapter and really this isn't about taking this isn't about the action that you take it's more about the energy that you assume and the feelings that you cultivate so as I have I assume talked about on this podcast but I'm not entirely sure um I'll just go through briefly now thoughts are what create your feelings a hundred percent It's not circumstances, and I'll go through this more deeply in a different episode, but it's not circumstances that create your your emotional world, it's your thoughts. And so the thing you need to really do in this coagulus stage is start thinking thoughts that are going to bring you the feelings that you would feel in your new chapter. So if your new chapter involves being more confident, or being more intuitive, or being more um graceful is what i'm hearing or being more outspoken or more expressive whatever it is your goal is to start thinking of yourself that way now and in situations throughout the day throughout you know really you want to do this throughout life but given that the dream room is like a specific container in those situations throughout the day Start asking yourself, and this could be some journaling that you might do or some cards that you might pull. How does this person show up in life? What does this person, you know, care about? What are their priorities? 
what matters most to them, what don't they care about at all, what's insignificant to them, and just start to get into the frame of mind of that person because the more you get into the frame of mind of that person, the easier it is going to be to feel like you are already that person and then the easier it's going to be to just initiate that chapter and step into it and get the ball rolling. And I just want to take a, a moment here to clarify When I say that person, I'm not really talking about someone different than you. It's just a new version of you. So I I would never say like I'm becoming a different person because now we're going for 300K in a year versus 150. That's not a different person. It's still me. It's just a more expanded version of me. It's just a new version of me. And so this is not necessarily about you becoming a different person. And I think sometimes people can really get in their heads about this and it can exacerbate the um the anxiety around change because you if you if you were to tell yourself i'm becoming a different person now that could bring up like a lot of anxiety because it feels like a really drastic dramatic change versus like it, it it's honestly just like changing the color of your nail polish like it's literally just going from one thing to the next it's not a big deal at all So (laughs) all of this is to say, this is what you want to focus on in your dream room. This is like the, the bare bones of dream rooming, solve it at coagula. And throughout this process, I would say just focus on your nervous system. And when I say focus on your nervous system, as much as possible, we want to be in the parasympathetic while we're doing this. Obviously, if you do breath work, Sometimes certain breathwork practices can put you into the sympathetic nervous system on purpose to help you release repressed emotion. That's different. Go for it. But we want the intention of this process to be that barring any altered state of consciousness that might be brought on by breathwork, I am living in my parasympathetic while I'm doing this. So that might mean you give yourself a juicy opening meditation and you light a candle of your favorite scent and you take a moment to change into some really comfy clothes and whatever you need to do declutter your space get your favorite blanket do the things that help you get into i'm even hearing like take a shower like do the things that help you get into the parasympathetic nervous system before you do this process and then as you're doing it check in with yourself And bring yourself back to the parasympathetic whenever it is that you need to. The priority here is staying in your parasympathetic nervous system. As I already mentioned, change and initiating new chapters has the potential to be very concerning or scary. But the way that we normalize it for ourselves and the way that we help ourselves remain grounded and centered is that we get in the parasympathetic nervous system and we stay there. We see how long we can linger there. And then if you notice yourself no longer in the parasympathetic, then you pause whatever it is that you're doing and you get yourself back in it. Whether that be, like I said, go take a shower, do some stretching, take a walk around the block, make a cup of tea, whatever it is, like make sure that you sprinkle in throughout your dream room moments to continue dropping into the parasympathetic nervous system. So without being too prescriptive, a dream room itinerary might look like, you know, 
opening practices to get yourself in your parasympathetic nervous system. Then you do your reflection to really clearly identify what it is that you, the um, what it is you're letting go of and what the chapter is that's closing. Then you're going to want to do your solve practice. Then you might check in with your nervous system again, I would say, because the solve practice might have brought some stuff up. So get yourself back into parasympathetic. Give yourself time and space to do that. Once you're back there, get clear on your new chapter. Articulate it very clearly for yourself. Check in with your nervous system again because that even that might have brought something up for you. Get yourself into the parasympathetic. And then from that parasympathetic place, start to focus the energy to where you're going. And again, there's myriad, myriad ways to do this. But... Just start assuming the thoughts of that new person or that new version of yourself, excuse me. Start assuming the thoughts, get into the head of the new version of yourself, ask that new version of yourself questions and maybe pull some cards or just do some some automatic writing, stream of consciousness journaling. And really just get to know that version of yourself so that you can show up as that version in situations moving forward because the way that you're going to collapse time the way that you're going to bring your new chapter to fruition is that you're going to start showing up as that new version and so one last thing that i will say about dream room um a dream room in general is that in this final stage the coagula stage it's really great if you can make some decisions so decide how you're going to show up in certain circumstances that you know you have coming up. If you know you're about to go on a trip or do a launch or, um, I don't know, go on a date or whatever it is that you have coming up, decide in that moment how you're going to show up. Decide during your dream room process. Like Look at maybe your calendar for the next month and pick out like three to five events you have coming up and decide how you're going to show up. Decide what you're going to do and how this new version of yourself is going to present themselves, what their priorities are going to be for the event or for the the, um, situation, and really just flesh out and like plan and prepare for who you're going to be moving forward. This is how we make it very tangible and very practical. And this is what makes the dream room just a really transformational practice you know like you're deciding to show up as that butterfly rather than that caterpillar and the butterfly obviously moves through space so differently than a caterpillar but it's going to take some practice and so if you can start practicing up front by making those decisions and rehearsing it and like really letting yourself go there ahead of time it will be so much easier to show up that way in the future so let's talk about my dream room let's talk about the one that I take people through over two days. So as we mentioned, Solve at Coagula, I'm not going to go through exactly the um, the processes that we'll do for each step because obviously those are part of the container. That's what you get when you work with me. Um, and it's also usually so customized. Like when I do client work, it's never the same thing for each and every person. It's not cookie cutter at all. And so it's going to be very customized to you and usually it's just going to be exactly what you need. So in any event, 
the kinds of things that we will do though that I will make clear for you we're definitely going to be checking in with your nervous system throughout the way as I mentioned I think that's pretty non-negotiable we're going to be doing things like screen breaks just to make sure that you're not like unnecessarily stimulating yourself throughout this process I'm going to make sure that you have the time and space to just breathe relax drop in And when we get to that decision-making part, which is the part that everyone is going to do, no matter what else, what other practices we end up doing together, no matter if we end up doing breathwork, tapping, pulling cards, not pulling cards, da-da-da-da-da, all of that is like up to what, up to the beholder, right? Up to what we feel into together and and how we shape the experience together. We are definitely going to be making some decisions. We're going to be making decisions about who this next level version of you is marketing to and who that client is. So many people market to the wrong person. They market to someone who can't afford their work. They market to someone who has the money but doesn't want to pay them. They market to someone who doesn't respect their work. They market to someone who feels burdened by them. All of these things, just they market to people who are skeptical of the thing they even provide. Like I remember having a client conversation once where the person was like, no one would buy this. And I'm like, why are you selling it then? If you believe no one would buy it, you believe no one would buy it because you don't know anyone right now who would buy it. But that doesn't mean no one would buy it. There's so many people who would buy anything. People buy pet rocks. People would totally buy it. You just got to orient yourself and talk to the people who are going to buy it. Like the first assumption needs to be people want this. And then From there, we talk to the people who want it. But in any event, so we do make decisions. We make decisions about the client. We make decisions about what it is that you're selling in the first place, making sure that you're selling something that you love to sell and that you can't shut up about because that's going to make the marketing so much easier. (laughs) Literally, I can't even express enough how much easier it is to sell something when you know you fucking are obsessed with it, when you can't stop talking about it, kind of like me right now. Um... We make decisions about your positioning, how you're going to differentiate yourself from others in your industry, from others online, and really leaning into the knowing that there is no competition when your offer, when you know how to differentiate, when you know how to position yourself. And then finally, we make decisions about your pricing, which as you know, I love But we really ask yourself, how does that next level version price? What do they charge for their work? And the reason we do pricing last is because we break down all the different preconceived barriers to the price before we talk about the price. And so if you're pricing and you're still assuming that no one wants your work, then we need to back up and talk about who you're marketing to. If you're pricing and you feel like this offer is going to be a drag and you don't even really believe in it that much, we need to back up and talk about what it is that you're selling. If you're pricing and you are solely basing your pricing on what you think your quote-unquote competitors are going to charge or what you think people, what you think the market can handle, then we need to back it up and have the conversation about positioning and differentiating. And so we have all of these conversations and little by little, we break down your resistance to charging whatever it is that your heart knows you want to charge. We get clear on that number and we really lean into it. And and so this is what I mean by 
looking out at what you are going to be doing in the future and then making those decisions about how you're going to show up. So your business, obviously, you're going to be marketing, you're going to be selling, you're going to be creating offers, you're going to be charging. And so we look at all of those things and we really like get clear on how are we going to show up in this circumstance? How are we going to show up in that circumstance? And when I say we, it's really you. How are you going to show up in that circumstance? How are you going to show up in this circumstance? And like, what is it that the next level version of you, the butterfly version of you, whatever it is, the version of you on the other end of this dream room, what is it that they feel called to do in these circumstances where the past version of you, the old chapter would have done A, the new chapter, the new version is going to do B. And so we just draw that line in the sand. We make it very distinct. And then off you go. Off you go to go out and really live into the next chapter of your business and into the next chapter of your legacy, the next chapter of your calling. It's literally (laughs) such a magical offer. It's something that I believe can really change the trajectory of someone's business because if you don't slow down to let yourself really ask these questions and to let yourself deliberately decide to do things differently, you can find yourself in a situation where you're burning out, you're unfulfilled, you're really frustrated, you're resentful, This is why I really believe people close down their businesses altogether or why people take really long breaks and then they kind of run out of money and then they're like, all right, I got to ramp up again. But in order to make your business sustainable and in order to keep it running smoothly, these practices are literally crucial and doing them regularly or doing them as needed is like the best advice I could give to anyone who's really dedicated to running a business. So let's speed through when, where, and why to have a dream room practice. When is obvious, when you have decided to initiate a new chapter. Notice that it is not when a new chapter happens to you. As I already mentioned, it's not about when someone externally gives you permission and tells you you can now open a new chapter of your business. It's when you know on the inside that you are in a new space, that you're in a new realm and that you would like to play a bigger game in business. I'm going to hydrate super quickly. So that's when you would want to have a dream room experience, either on your own or with me I would say with me there's also this sense of like you've been around the block a little bit with your business I would say you have a at least a year of experience running your business and you can very clearly articulate what it is that you would like to change about your current business because if you're just starting your business that in and of itself is a new chapter. And so you don't necessarily have the data to be able to very clearly know where you need to go next. You know, it, So I would just encourage if you're going to apply for my offering, you probably have about a year or so, if not more, experience in your business because you can very clearly articulate what has been working, what hasn't been working what you're ready to change and shift where the comfort of your home or anywhere some people go away to do this like you can go 
you can rent an Airbnb and do it there, but literally just the comfort of your home. It doesn't have to be anything wild. It doesn't really require you to do anything necessarily extra. Um, and then my Zoom, my dream room is obviously on Zoom. Why do this? I think the why has come across, if I'm not mistaken. But just a brief why. I think this is really how you can stay current, how you can stay up to date. Like I I used to work at a tech company and we would put out, we would release new features every month. And if you think about how your iPhone is always doing updates, always, 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 or the apps you have on your phone are always ready to be updated. That is how you keep the system running. That's how you keep it current. That's how you keep it evolving. And I almost see this dream room process as like a systems update for your business or for your life if you're going to be doing it for for any other area. But it's, it's, it's a way to update a certain aspect of your being and to make sure that it's current to fix any bugs, right? And to add new functionality, which is like the techiest thing I've probably said on this podcast. But like, that's all it is. It's like really doing that maintenance so that you don't just stay on autopilot and run the same chapter of your business over and over and over again. So this is the dream room. This is what a dream room process is. This is who it's for, what it is, why, and all all of the details. And so hopefully after listening to this episode, you have everything you need to take yourself through a dream room if that's what feels right for you right now. And if you are really looking to get support, if you're really looking to go through the process with someone who knows how to navigate it, who's done it many, many times with themselves and with clients, and who is just like, so freaking dedicated to your transformation and to your growth, then I really encourage you to apply. If you are listening to this right the same day it comes out, you can grab early bird pricing. It ends on the 20th. If you are listening to this afterwards, you are still more than welcome to apply at the regular rate. And I would absolutely love to have you inside. All right. With that, I'm sending you lots of love and I cannot wait to read your applications. Bye.